Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. And we're having a good old time. As I come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for only one more hour. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard, and I'm coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. I had the pleasure of of stopping by Pacific University today out in Hillsboro, and we talked about inclusion. We talked about utilizing the power of sports to do good in the community from both a sports perspective From a health perspective, we talked about the opportunities that are presented by Special Olympics for everybody. It was a great time. You can check out some of the photos. They'll be coming. You can follow me on social media. That's at JR Sport Brief. Yeah, today, tonight, and I guess for a little while, I'll be hanging out here in Portland, Oregon. Yesterday, I was in Phoenix, Arizona. Had an amazing time in Phoenix. I was at Midwestern University. And at the end of the show tonight, I want to share with you some of the amazing individuals that I met and spoke to who are advocates for inclusivity across the board when it comes down to health care. Because let's be real, if you want to play sports, if you just want to be active in any space in life, you got to be healthy first. And so shout outs to everybody at Midwestern University for for the hospitality, some amazing students, uh, some amazing faculty, amazing staff. Thank you, Phoenix. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And thank you oh so much to my friends at Experian for for helping me out with this tour. It's a beautiful thing. Make sure you also go to specialolympics.org. I gave you a new top six list tonight. We took a look at some of the most quotable coaches 
that you'll ever hear in the world of sports. It could be short and sweet. It could be Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin hit us with a one-liner, and it doesn't even take more than a second. This is one of the greatest quotes that I've ever heard in my life. Listen to this from Mike Tomlin. We do not care. It could be short and sweet and simple like that, or it could be the man who helped inspire this list tonight. It could be someone like like Mike Leach who just passed away. He could be talking to you, and yeah, I'm playing the hell out of this clip because I love it. It could be about your short, fat little girlfriend. As coaches, we failed to get through to them. As as coaches, we failed uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. For one thing, their fat little girlfriends are telling them what they want to hear, which is how great you are and how uh, how easy it's going to be and how, you know, uh, you know, we had, we had, you know, we had a whole bunch of people. Everybody wanted to win the football game, but nobody wanted to play the football game. Well, I, I mean, that defies every level of uh, work ethic that exists with regard to football. And uh, as coaches, we have to solve our failure on uh, on reaching them, and uh, the players have to listen. And I, I'm willing to go to uh, fairly amazing lengths to try to make that happen. I don't know if I'll be successful this week or not, but. But, you know, I am going to try, and there will be some people inconvenienced. Uh, and if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. You don't want to inconvenience the fat little girlfriends. You don't. I'm looking at Twitter. You can tweet me at JR Sport Brief. Marion Wallace says Tommy Lasorda, he had some epic quotes. I continue on here. Matt S. G. Burrow Matt says Steve Spurrier would like a word. Let me give you my top six. Let me give you a reminder of who I had on the list. At number six, I had Bill Parcells. At number five, you just heard Mike Leach. At number four, I gave you Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban, yeah, we saw him try to eviscerate Maria Taylor for asking him about his quarterback situation. At number three, I gave you Bill Belichick, self-explanatory. Curmudgeon. And number two, I gave you Bob Knight. Yeah, if you're a critic of his, he told you, quite frankly, you can kiss my ass, bury me upside down. And at number one, I gave you the ever so honest about every subject, every topic imaginable, Greg Popovich. When is the last time you heard a head coach in any sport before the season starts be brutally honest about the squad, telling you something just like this? Nobody here should go to Vegas with the thought of betting on us to win the championship. (laughs) And I know somebody will say, gosh, what a Debbie Downer. There's a chance. What if they work really hard? It's probably not going to happen. But the point is to develop this group and give them the best possible opportunity uh, to have long NBA careers. And whoever comes after me, Uh, we'll have an opportunity to take them to the next level. So at this point, the job is really to start them out the right way, just like a new baby. I appreciate his honesty about everything. Since he's taken over in 1996, he longest tenured coach in all of pro sports, five championships, a gold medal, uh, more wins than anybody in league history. Greg Popovich is that guy. 
855-212-4CBS, whether it's Tommy Lasorda, uh, Jim Leland, I can think about Phil Jackson, you know, Mike Tomlin brought up into the situation by, by Dave Shepard here with us. There's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of coaches you can put on this list. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Chicago and talk to Tom. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. You did it, man. You did it again. Another tablet has come down from the mountain. This is a great, great top six list. <laughs> Number one, I'll I'll throw in um, Vince Lombardi and Greg Popovich together. Lombardi, there's like encyclopedias and quotes. You know, like, if yeah. winning isn't everything, then why keep score? And like, life is not fair. You mentioned something like Yogi Berra. Um, his wife asked Yogi Berra, Yogi, you were born in St. Louis, you lived in Jersey, you played in New York. When you die, where do you want to be buried? And Yogi goes, surprise me. So that, that's my second one. Last one, promise. 1976, uh, Coach John McKay of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after going 0-13 in a 13-game season, uh, was asked by, in the press conference, Coach McKay, what do you think of your team's execution? And uh, Coach McKay goes, I'm in favor of it. Oh, oh I, I never heard that one. Hey, Tom, yeah. I, I appreciate I you heard... for bringing something new, man. I really do. I didn't hear that yeah. one. That, you know, this is a great, great question. And in fact, congratulations using the word eviscerate. That is great, man. I gotta, Who, me? I, gotta I, use, that one. I, I used the word eviscerate. I did. Yeah, I heard oh, well. that. I wrote it. Down. I looked it up in the dictionary. It's like, whoa, this is great. I'm going to use yeah, that yeah, word. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you. Thank you for calling up and dropping some knowledge, too, okay? You bet, brother. I'll see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, shout-outs to the great Vince Lombardi, who actually uh, played football. He played football where I grew up, in the Bronx, New York. Shout-outs to Vince Lombardi. Wow. I used the word eviscerate. I'm not surprised. There are a lot of words that I would use that I don't use on the radio because I I don't always want to use a word eviscerate. I may just say whoop ass. That sounds better. What the hell's going on out here? What the hell was that? Well, that was Vince Lombardi. Oh, my God. That was so loud. Maybe it's my fault. Do I need to fix my, my headphones? Oh, he's. I mean, he was a very, uh, he used to eviscerate uh, the airwaves. There you go. Oh, oh my, my, my ears were just eviscerated. Need to adjust my phones here. 855-212-4CBS. Lewis calling from Rochester. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi there. I hope you're doing well. Um, so uh, I appreciate that you had an open mind and uh, you didn't take the bait, you know, to just hate on soccer with that take one the caller. Bait. Why would <laughs> I take the bait? I've, I've, been, I've been to Europe and have been in Chelsea. I've been to Bundesliga games in Germany. Like, I've... I've been around, my man. Right, right. And uh, I, I really like your, your list tonight because it, it kind of uh, exposes that, that coaches have to be psychologists at time in order to motivate. And more as playoffs, question mark. And uh, Leach's hilarious commentary when his players didn't, I guess, heed the points for that week by um, grouping it elsewhere to uh, fat little girlfriends and then him doubling down 
I'm saying that the following week he's going to make sure to heed his uh, preachings, I guess, uh, even if it inconveniences others. That, that's really um, impressive. But you know what's not impressive? The U.S. coach, Greg um, Burkhalter, and, and the way he treated uh, Gio Reyna. Okay. Yeah. Who who's a 20 year old with exceptional offensive skill by apparently telling him in advance before the games were played that he would be of limited use to him. Talk about evisceration of somebody's confidence. And well, then... uh, we don't. Well, we don't necessarily know the whole story. And and so for anyone who's not familiar with what you're talking about, Lou. Uh, Reyna is is a star player for the U.S. men's national team, which we know was eliminated about a week and a half ago against the Netherlands. Imagine having a superstar who you just mentioned is 20 years old who did not play. His dad was a player, a damn good one at that. And now here's his son at 20 years old. He's not getting play in the World Cup. There have been multiple stories about his commitment to the game. We've heard stories about other players voting in whether or not he should still play because he wasn't a full participant. He was lollygagging. And it was recently reported that the coach decided to kind of let the cat out the bag in a private setting that became public and Arena is mad about it. And so here's the deal, Lou. If I got to be real honest with you, the World Cup yeah. comes back around in four years. Like, it, we got a whole lot to figure out for the U.S. men's national team. So I, but let's just... The coach is not showing leadership at the leadership forum. He doesn't belong. He, he oh, so let's... He they, got, they got four years to figure it out. Bring yeah, back but, the dude from Germany. Bring him back. Well, they're trying to, like, negotiate a new contract for this guy who's a defensive okay. sort of coach. Well, well, Lou. And, and he's exposing his players. Lou, 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 listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Sure. Thank you. The next World Cup comes along in four years. The United right. States men's national team has a whole hell of a lot more to worry about than the coach, okay? I understand it's progress. It takes time. We actually need improved players. And, yeah, we have guys. We need to develop guys. It's going to take time. My overall point to you is let's save this conversation for another day. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. But they did have an exceptional team. No, there's no more but. Lou, you've been here for four minutes. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I got, I got, that. I got a whole line full. I got lines full of people. I want to talk. You want to tell me about the U.S. men's national team coach? The team got eliminated. They won't be back for another four years. Right. Okay, I get you. I'm just trying to be polite without telling you, man. Let's move on. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate you. All right. Lou is going to tell me about the alien abduction that took place in 1968. Next. I'm like, Lou, the aliens aren't coming back for five more years. Stop telling me about 1968. I get it. The World Cup, the elimination. We got a lot of time. Mike is calling for Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. What's up? This man once said, if I had a choice between experience and talent, I'm taking talent every time. John Calipari. Oh, people hate his guts. Yes, a lot of people do, but he comes out with lines once in a while. Oh, no, he's fun. He has the gift 
He has the gift of gab. I think the gift of gab has kind of worked him into recruiting. It's gotten him a lot of jobs. Unfortunately, it hasn't got him uh, you know, as much success at the, the championship Final Four level as, as you would want, but he certainly talked himself into a lot of gigs. Yeah, he once said, too, we play for March. So, but people yeah. remember... Uh, they stopped there. Don Cheney. My man Don Cheney at Temple. Unfortunately, people remember that day. But John, oh, him uh, and John Calipari getting—he getting ready to whoop his young ass. Yeah, yeah. The old timer yeah. was ready. Well, listen. I mean, there's nothing wrong with every now and then. You might have to throw hands. It doesn't matter if you're you, you, you're Don Cheney, but that's certainly a that's a that's a memorable moment for the wrong reasons. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you for calling from Maryland. James is calling from L.A. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JR? Hey, you know we love you out here in Cali, man. Well, you're right hey. but You're right south of me, man. I'm in Portland. Come up and say what's up. I might do that, man. I might do that. Let's see. Today is lying. Wednesday. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe on the weekend. We'll see. Oh, you're lying. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I'm going to say uh, the great Jimmy Johnson, man. On his way, on his way to the first Super Bowl, you know they got to go through uh, candlestick and they got to play the the Niners. He go, he calls up a, a Texas radio station. He says, "Hey, you know who this is, and you know we're, we're coming to play." He goes, "We will, we will win the ball game, and you can print it in three inch headlines." And so everyone's kind of astonished, and the guy goes, "Well, how do you think the game's gonna go, Jimmy?" He's like, "Well, it's gonna be a close game for about three quarters." And then in the fourth quarter, we're going to whoop their ass. <laughs> we're going to knock their you-know-what in the dirt, and we're going to the Super Bowl. And he did it, you know. And, and the Niners were kind of the golden child for, you know, with Joe Montana, they had won four Super Bowls. Yeah. I know Steve Young was – I think he was playing then. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he called out his shot, and he did it. And I've been a, I've been a big fan of his ever since. I've always loved uh, J.J., even though, you know, I'm a Raider fan. I wish he would have went to us. But I, well, I love the guy. There's a and, uh, there's a there's a reason why he is on television every single week. It's because this man has the he got the gift of gab without shot of a oh, doubt. Oh yeah, and, and one one more quick one. Yes. Gary Glanville telling a referee, the NF, this is the NFL. That means not for long if you keep making calls like you're making. <laughs> I yeah, thought that was classic. The, 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 the refs. Typically, somebody else insulted a ref recently. I'm trying to recall what the story was. Somebody insulted. Oh, I know. You know what? I just saw Coach uh, Thibodeau is unrelated. He was yelling oh, at a ref. Oh, the ref Nick. told him, just go sit your ass down. So it's unrelated. <laughs> hey, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, man. Hey, have a good one, brother. Thank you so much. I know he was lying about coming to visit me in Portland. He's like, yeah, I'm going to come see you over the weekend. I'm like, liar. Got a lot of me on the radio. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Toronto and talk to Alan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you were talking to Ken. Ken said he was nervous. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, there's nothing to be nervous about when we, we talk to you. I mean, uh, I'm basically a shy person, and uh, I'm never nervous when I talk to you. So it's uh, well, kudos thanks. to you. So Thanks. Uh, the one I'm going with is uh, Don, uh, John Tortorella. He has a lot in common with Don Cherry. They both, uh, they're straight shooters. They say what's on their mind, and they pull no punches, just like Howard Cosell used to do. 
I still remember when he got fired by the Canucks. He uh, he says I deserve to be fired, and he uh, he was very honest with with us. You know, a lot of people think he's a jerk. I'm a big fan of his, uh, but uh, how know, many? Does, I, I feel I like remember, I feel like Torts. You know, his nickname is Torts, right? To call him Torts. Yes, yes. I remember him when he was coaching the New York Rangers when I lived in New York at that time, and I feel like John Tortorella got fined. It seemed like after every single press conference, he he just always got in trouble. Yeah, he he got in trouble with uh, when there was a hit with uh, against uh, against Pittsburgh, and he says, "I wonder what would happen if uh, those two whiners, uh, Sid Crosby and uh, Evander Malkin, got uh, got the same kind of hit, and he got fined for that twenty thousand dollars." And I think he's he's been fond for saying worse than, than than that. I think he's had to ante up quite a bit of cash over the, the the course of his career. But Torts is definitely he's a wild card, and I think teams bring him in and then they get sick and tired of him because it's a little bit of a circus. And but but he's certainly deserving of being on the list. He is a wild dude. I appreciate you, Alan. Do you remember uh, another one, Larry Brooks? He got uh, into it with Larry Brooks. They almost got into blows no. at the side. Brooks was sitting beside him, and, uh, you know, he didn't like some of his quotes. Well thank, so. well, thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, always great being online with you. Oh, thank you, Alan, for calling from Toronto. Hey, Shep, did you just hear Alan say he was shy? Do you believe that? Uh, he's he's soft-spoken. I would never say Alan and Shy belong in the same Alan, sentence. Alan, Alan will yell at me like once a month. He'll yell at me. He won't. He just no. Alan never yells at you. He's got too much reverence for you. He'll just keep talking. No, no, no. He yelled at you. Can, we can go look it up. He yells at me. Alan from Toronto. Yeah, I Alan. never remember Alan raising his voice to you. Oh, he, yeah, he, I do. Really? Yeah, of course. This is new. I, I, I can't because Alan is obviously a regular. I, I. Yeah, I don't ever remember that. Alan yelling at you. He's uh, he's he's a lovely Canadian gentleman. I love Canada. Maybe I should go to Toronto instead of uh, Pittsburgh. You Maybe would, I should go to both. You would well. You, you've been to Toronto multiple times, right? Yeah, yeah. I like my favorite street is Young Street. Yeah, it, it is one of the loveliest cities in the world. It is. I know. There's a lot to love. I know. I should go back. We should go together, Shep. We, we should. Now, let's, let's just postpone it to the uh, summer if that's okay. Though. No, I like it. It needs to be. <laughs> it needs, you, you, it's real Toronto if it feels like negative 15. This is, coming, this is coming from a gentleman from Georgia talking about going to Toronto in the winter? Who cares? Like, I'm from, I live in New York. I live in Georgia. I don't care about no weather. I was just in Phoenix. It was cold in Phoenix. It's, oh. it's, well, yeah, maybe fi- it's cold. Yeah, 50 in December, so cold. Yeah, okay. Where? In Phoenix. It was 30 degrees in this Phoenix? morning. In yes, it was 30. No. Yes, my fl- my plane, the wing on my plane was frozen. I'll yeah. show you. I'll show that. you the text message. I'll I show you. Fr- wow. Yeah, I, I'm going to show you right now. People can't see it. People are going to go watch JR sending the, the producer a text message. And, you know, I'll read it for North America to hear. <laughs> sure. Hold on. Where is it? Man, that's this I, is that's this tough. is my life flying from uh, Phoenix to to Portland. Where's this message? See, I never realized that it snows in in Arizona though. I'm sh- I'm plane, shocked about that. The plane came from somewhere cold, but you know it gets cold at night. I didn't know it. I didn't know it gets Bruh, below freezing though. The sun goes down. I get that, and it gets cold like in two seconds. It's not a joke. Wow. Hold on, I can't even. 
work my own phone. Well, you can't find something that doesn't exist. And you and I both know it doesn't get 30 degrees in Arizona. Why is my phone going back to text messages for Monday? Here we go. This is the message I got sitting on a plane this morning. Your flight is delayed from Phoenix because we need extra time to remove snow and ice from your plane. Come on. And did, did, the, did the secondary pilot have to go back and get a different license? Is that what happened this time as well? Oh, you thinking about my, my flight from uh, two weeks ago? Well, I'm thinking about something that I've never heard about before, and I'm, this is something I've also never heard about. I don't even yeah. remember where I was. Was, that, was I in Baltimore or something like that? I, the, the, I, honestly, I cannot keep track of everywhere you travel. Like, I can't either. You are, you are a travel agent. You travel so much. Hey, listen, I, I just sent you the text message that I got this morning for my flight. Do you, do you see it in front of you? You could see it. I'm not making this up. No, you're not. Nope. We need extra time to remove snow and ice from your plane. It departs at 730 now. Yep, you're correct. From Phoenix. Wow. The guy was out there on the plane, the wing with a mop trying to de-ice the plane. Oh, and the pilot comes on the plane and goes, hey, we can't fly because of the ice on the side of the wing. And we were trying to get rid of it. And, of course, it's Phoenix. We don't have de-icing equipment. And so we got to wait until the sun comes up. I got off the plane and got on another one. Can I ask you a really important question? Yeah, go for it. Window or aisle? Window or aisle? Yeah. Oh, window. Nobody has to bother me. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll just sit down and never have to go anywhere. I love that. 855-212-4CBS. We'll take more of your calls. I'm going to share with you my amazing time in Phoenix that didn't involve me being stuck on a frozen plane. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. First time caller and listener, I'm loving the show. Your show is just absolutely outstanding. I got to tell you, I've been listening to you, and I've been feeling and agreeing with your flow. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, it's been a busy night. We've been talking about coaches, and we've been talking about the World Cup. Uh, in the, the next break, before we roll out, I want to tell you about my time in Phoenix that didn't involve the plane. We got a lot of people on the line right now. I want to make sure I get on as many people as possible. So please, let me know your thoughts. Who is the most quotable coach? Who is someone that stands out to you who was a must or maybe still is a must-listen when the microphone is in front of them. Just give me the name. Give me the reason why. Give me the example. Dwayne is calling from Mississippi. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, JR, and uh, Merry Christmas. To you as well. Uh, Steve Spurrier. Uh, one, one quote real quick was, you know, towards Tennessee that you couldn't spell citrus without the U and the T, meaning that Tennessee always finished in second and they never got to go to the Sugar Bowl. They had to go to the next bowl, which was lower, which was the Citrus Bowl. And uh, he jabbed them, you know, right there in, uh, you know, in front of everybody, in front of the media and all, and he didn't really care. But no. my favorite yes. of, of all was him saying that if he ever lost to Kentucky, 
which back then Kentucky's football team wasn't much. If they won four or five games, it was a good season. But he said if he ever lost to Kentucky, that he'd just quit. Well, he never lost to him when he was at Florida. Then he left Florida and went to coach the Redskins a couple of years, then went to South Carolina. He coached there about eight years, and then in his last year, Kentucky's football team got better, and they lost. And he quit right after that game. And they still had three or four games left in the season uh, and had a chance to go to a bowl and everything. But he said that he had had enough and he was burnt out and just couldn't do it anymore, blah, blah, blah. But thing is, is his last game was against Kentucky, and they lost. So uh, I just thought that was funny. You know, he always put on a good show when he was out there coaching. Whenever he got mad, throw his headset down or whatever. But – you know, he he had a lot of quotes. That's just two I Sons. You know, just off the top of my head. Well, thank you so much. I can tell you something as well, Dwayne. He has a damn good restaurant down in Gainesville. Much love to it's I've been we I've actually broadcast the this show out of his restaurant. So shout Is outs that right? to uh Yeah, yeah. Last year did a show right out of his restaurant, right in the middle of it. So good man, wow. good place and, and shout outs to everybody who runs the place. And it's not just a restaurant, it's like a a museum. Thank you, Dwayne, for calling from Mississippi. Appreciate you. Let's go to Todd in Green Bay. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, the guy from uh, Chicago took my Vince Lombardi, so I'll t- I'll give him respect and I'll throw back Dicka for him. Uh, I okay. Dicka had lots of good quotes, good strong quotes, and uh, and then also another Chicago boy, uh, Singletary. I want winners. Well, it's unfortunate that Mike Singletary pulled down his pants in front of his players to show his ass. Yeah, that's That true. was terrible. Well, thank you, Todd. Appreciate you. And Mike Dicka, he also – no, he didn't wear the dress. Yeah, no, no, Ricky Williams wore the dress, right? Not Mike Dicka. He was just standing there with him. 855-212-4CBS. Sims is calling from Atlanta. Go ahead, Sims. What's up, JR? How you been, man? I'm good. Go ahead quickly. Um, I say Bill Belichick when he said there's no quarterback I'd rather have than Tom Brady. He's the best. And I'm pretty sure he misses him too. I know he does. Well, you got Mac Jones. You damn right he misses Tom Brady. <laughs> maybe they maybe they were sick of each other. Well, I mean, yeah, probably so. But it shows that he, he, he misses him because the team just looks horrible right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank you, Sims, for calling from the ATL. Good to hear from you. Jason's calling from Buffalo. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. Um, I just wanted to say one coach that had the best quote was the great Marv Levy. There's no place I'd rather be than right here and right now. Go Bills. Okay. Yeah. I hope I hope that's the case in a, in a couple of a couple of months. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I'll leave the phone lines open before we roll out. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to share with you an amazing time I had here in Phoenix. And I'm going to tell you about what I'm going to do or what I've already done in Portland. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're 
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening to you maybe 10 or 11 months, and I always appreciate you being poignant, intelligent, and exacting when you have to be. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Man, I've been all over the damn place. And when I say all over the damn place, I mean I have been all over the country. I'm sure you've heard it. It's like, hey, JR's in Baltimore. JR's in Atlanta. JR's in Rochester. JR's in Buffalo. JR's in D.C. Right now, this minute, I'm in Portland. Uh, Yesterday, I was in Phoenix. I've been all over the place. It's like that Johnny Cash song. I've been everywhere, man. And I've been all over the place for a good cause. We all know I talk about sports. I do it here every single weeknight. Doesn't matter where you are at, where you're located, all across North America. It's fun. We talk about sports. I talk about sports. It's fun. But I also find it very important that if I can talk about sports and have fun and also do something good with it, then I'm going to do it. And if I can help other people, then I'm going to do it. And I'm sure by now you have heard about the Media for the Movement tour that I've been on. We started last fall. We've continued this fall semester, and I've been going all over the country connecting with students and individuals who are interested in utilizing sports to better people, to better their lives, to better their health care, and it is absolutely amazing. And so this is a project that I've been working on with Special Olympics who provide people an opportunity to do something a lot of us do or have done, which is play sports. Special Olympics also does an amazing job by helping to provide health care and health screenings at many of their events for people who wouldn't necessarily get it, the same health care that you or I may receive. And so yesterday I was at Phoenix. I was at Midwestern University. They do an excellent job out in Glendale, Arizona, right outside of Phoenix by doing just that by trying to be more inclusive as they educate their healthcare students in many different areas as to how they can work with individuals with intellectual disabilities. Sports is something that can really unify, and Midwestern does an amazing job. So I was out in Phoenix, and I had an opportunity to chat with with faculty and staff who are helping to lead the way, and I want to commend them for what they are doing and what they continue to do, starting off with Dr. David Jenkins. He's a faculty member, podiatric medicine. This man has been participating and helping with Special Olympics as a participant, as an advocate, dating back to 2006 at the USA Games, World Games. He really doesn't miss an event. He is all over the place. And I really asked him, I said, why is this important to you, doctor? What are you doing? What's the, what's the goal? What makes Midwestern so important and so special? This is what he said. I'm really proud of Midwestern in that it is a university that has really embraced Special Olympics. We have, as I mentioned, every discipline represented uh, in, in what's called healthy athletes, with the exception of audiology, but we're working on that one. Um, we just do a phenomenal job of student training, uh, getting the students involved in, in inclusion. And today was a great example, thanks to JR, to, uh, I guess, share that concept with a lot of other students who may not be aware of it. Yeah, there's so many students studying so many different areas of health. And and we know there's so many different doctors, so many different areas. And it's important for everybody to figure out how they can be more inclusive. You know, one of those those students is my main man, TJ, Thomas Patrick Gorman, Jr. 
clinical psychology. He talks to people, helps them understand themselves and their, their, their feelings and, and what's going on in their head. I think we all can use a lot of that. I certainly can. And I asked him, why is inclusion important as you speak with folks? And, and what are your thoughts about us working together to be inclusive? He had a great story for me. Listen. Something that's important to me because it's something that impacts all of our lives. Ultimately, it's our emotions that kind of dictate how our lives are lived. So the better that we can understand that, the better we're going to kind of live a good life. Uh, one of my favorite uh, like kind of comparisons is that when the water rises, all the boats kind of rise up. So when we work together, everybody kind of rises up and we don't leave anybody out. Yeah, you don't want to leave anybody out to sea. You want to have and then make sure that everybody's included. Everybody comes up at the same time. Another student, first-year podiatry student, Alicia Stevens, I I asked her a a similar question. Like, throughout this whole forum and session that we had, you know, what did she take away? And she really said something important. It's about just doing the small things. What are the small things that we each can do to make somebody else's life just a little bit better? Listen. I think just, like, being more inclusive and having like every field be more inclusive. Um, it's like super important to me. Um, and I really like the idea that like the small acts count and how they can make such a huge difference and how they can impact um, so many people. Oh, small acts. I say it all the time. It's like, what are the small things that we can do every single day that can make somebody's life better and makes our lives better? as well you know it's, it's not about charity and doing something for somebody else it's it's about what what you get back to it's pretty cool and then we also spoke to dr angela breitmeyer licensed clinical psychologist certified sports psychologist we talked about sports we talked about tv we talked about everything And more importantly, she's also an associate professor at Midwestern, and she had some amazing words, some amazing final words that put a stamp on on the power of sports and how we can actually utilize sports for good, even impacting health. Take a listen. Sports has a way of making people feel connected. You know, even if you have some sort of rivalries, I feel like those are more fun-spirited rather than mean-spirited. And it's a lot of fun even in households and and in the communities to kind of watch yourself really side and ally with, you know, who your team is. And I think that when when you connect with a team, when you connect with a sport, it causes you to be more connected as a human being. And we all should be connected as human beings. We got to share earth together. I mean, we can do our own small parts, just like Alicia said. We can make sure that everybody's boat rises up like TJ said. And then we can all be participants like Dr. David J said. What's up, Dr. J? He's the real Dr. J, by the way. And so I want to thank everybody at Midwestern University for everything that they're doing to, to push inclusion to make sure that everybody has a chance, everybody has an opportunity, whether it's sports, whether it's healthcare, whether it's just being seen and just being heard. Much love to Midwestern. Thank you, Karen, for helping to set everything up. And you too, Rebecca, you guys are absolutely awesome. Thank you, Midwestern University and everyone out in Arizona. Make sure you go check out specialolympics.org to see how you can volunteer, how you can learn. There's so many different things that you can do. And thank you personally from me 
to Experian. Yes, Experian. They also care about inclusion. They are helping me with this tour just to go everywhere and spread these positive messages and words. And that brings me to Portland. Shout outs to everybody here in Oregon, Pacific University. I can't wait to share that conversation with you tomorrow. It's so having a fun time. Shut, man, you got to come out here, man. What are you waiting on? I can't afford it. <laughs> oh, we'll make it happen, Shep. You want to come? You, man. Where do you, where do you want to go? We'll go anywhere. Where do you want to go? Hey man, listen, you're you're the uh, you're the captain of the ship, man. You tell me where to be. That's where my that's where I'm going to find myself, man. We're going to make it happen. Thank you. We're going to do something cool. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Steve is here from Houston. What's up, Steve? Hey, JR, a couple of things getting back to the uh soccer deal. Uh-oh. I absolutely hate soccer. The only reason why, in elementary school, I got kicked in the shin. So ever since that happened, I uh, forgot my sneakers, so I would skip it and uh, be able not play any soccer. Now, the top three coaches, playoffs, playoffs? That's a great Jim Moore impersonation. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. How about them Cowboys? Well, give me, give me, well, what was that? That was, uh, what was that? That, that wasn't Switz. Was that Switz or Jimmy? That was Jimmy in the locker room, Matt, right? Yeah, that was Jimmy. And then what was that middle one that you gave me? Um, you, don't you went, ever underestimate the heart of a champion. Who hit that one? Who was that? Rudy T. Oh Tom! Oh Tom Jonovitz. Yeah. 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 That, that was, was that. Well, that was after the first one in '94. Yeah, that was huge. Biggest yeah. thing they ever had here. Well, yeah, that's that's right. You're calling me from Houston. Thinking about yeah. Rudy, Rudy T wouldn't necessarily stand out to me, but Jimmy Johnson and Jim Moore, absolutely. Yeah, the playoffs was just hilarious when he did that. It was you know, but it's 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 terrible to a certain degree that. That that is what stands out. When people think Jim Mara, it's almost a, a small mockery when people say that, but I get it. Hey, Steve, I got to yeah. roll. I appreciate you, man. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Rudy Tomjanovich, I I wouldn't have remembered that. Hey, Shep, you you knew that, right? Yes. Back-to-back champions. Thank, thank God Michael Jordan played baseball. That's the only reason, but yes, oh, nonetheless, oh, that was Rudy T. Damn. Yeah, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that. It's like I don't I don't think about quotables from Rudy Rudy Tomjanovich. I I don't. I think about him winning. I think about him getting punched in the face, which is unfortunate. Rudy T, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in Washington. Look, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He got he got cracked terribly. One of the worst things you'll ever see in your life. Listen, folks. I've had an amazing time. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you oh so much to super producer and host Dave Shepard. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America. If you miss me in the interim, you can find me at JR Sport Brief. But don't move here on CBS Sports Radio because Amy Lawrence is coming up next. Thank you, Shep. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 